What is Thank up, you. Wholesale to Million family? We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. Today, I got my boy Hassan jumping on, close his first wholesale deal for $12,000. Now, listen, you know, if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, I love to bring you onto the channel. And the reason I do this is to inspire, to motivate, to give back to the people that are struggling trying to get their first deal done, or maybe you can pick up some other tools that you were you weren't aware of. So go ahead and DM me on um, on on uh, on on Instagram or on uh, Twitter at Real King Kong. All right, and uh, DM me, show me proof of the check, the wire transfer. Love to bring you on. But anyway, um, also too is if you haven't. Um, if you weren't aware, I am launching my own NFT project sometime in April called TMC, which stands for the Millionaire Club, which means I bring together some of the most driven and ambitious entrepreneurs on the planet um, for you to network with completely for free. So you want to join my Discord channel. It costs you nothing. You don't have to buy anything. I'm just open up the network to you completely for free. We got people on there that talks about, I mean, we get, there's no BS. We talk about how to make money. All right, stocks, crypto, NFT, and obviously real estate, it's, it's where I'm at, all right? So just go to tmcnftproject.com completely for free. We have over, over um, 18,000 members on there already that you can network with. So make sure when you get on, introduce yourself. And sometime I'm telling you, one connection, boom, can change the course of your life. Because guess what? I just got my main TikTok account back. Just by posting on my IG story that, hey, I don't know if anyone work at TikTok or have a connection that someone work at TikTok and boom, within like a week, man, within like a day, I got so many people that reached out and someone was able to help me. Dude, got my TikTok account back. So I'm so extremely happy. Um, it's been over like a month and a half since I got banned. But anyways, let's jump right into it. And so put your hands together. If you enjoy this interview, boom, smash that thumbs up. Really helped your boy King Kong out with the YouTube algorithm. If you're new to the channel. Welcome to the whole South 2 Million family. Be sure to boom, smash that subscribe button. But I killed two minutes already. So Hassan, let's rock and roll. You ready? Thank you so much for having me, Kong, by the way. It's always a pleasure. Bro, thank you so much for taking time to jump on and to give back and to do this, dude. Because um, we know time is money and uh, you get paid nothing to jump on to do this. So I really appreciate it. But Hassan, dude, let's talk. Dude, you, you look extremely young, man. How, how old are you? I just turned 23 months ago. You just turned 20? Yep. Bro, you were way ahead of the game when I was 20, dude. When I was 20, I was still working at a J-O-B making like, I think at that time I was, I, I, my pay rate went up to like 10 bucks an hour. <laughs> so good for you, man. 12, 12 Gs. How does it feel? I, you know, before, you, when I found out about your channel. Yeah. I was like, you know, I started watching your videos and I started watching your, subs your subscriber first wholesale videos. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to work so hard that one day I'm going to send a picture of the check that I get to Kong and I'm going to be on there and I'm going to watch myself every single day. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I, I'm just, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Bro, dude, I'm, dude, I'm so honored to hear that, bro. But you made it, dude. You made it onto the channel and let Hassan, let me tell you, man. It's not just your goal, and I know a lot of people out there, that's one of their goals is to close, to get on the channel, to share back. It's like, I did it. I, I made it, you know? It's like, I this is what I, I want to do, and I accomplish it. So, bro, congrats, man. Thank you. Hassan, a little bit about your background, your story, man, and how do you got into uh, the whole wholesaling? 
So before I got into real estate wholesaling, I used to work as a medical interpreter at a clinic. You know, I was making like 17, 18 bucks at the time. This was, you know, during COVID time and stuff like that. Um, you know, I got into um, real estate wholesaling right around last year. So about May of last year, April, May of last year, hmm. um, you know, one day I was at work and I was just going through my TikTok, and then you were the first person that came up, you know, regarding anything with, you know, wholesaling. And you were talking about how you were, you know, getting, you know, 20, you know, 50, $70,000 checks and stuff like that. Just picking, picking that check up from like the title company or the attorney and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I went on your page and you started talking about how you can start doing this with no credit, with no money, you know, with no experience. And I was like, okay, so I don't really have any good credit right now. I don't have any money I can put into this and I don't have any experience with real estate. You know, let me go ahead and check this out. I started watching your one minute videos, your three minute videos on TikTok. And then I saw that you had a YouTube icon on your TikTok page. And I was like, you know what? I enjoyed, you know, watching these three minute videos. I got so much information. Let me go ahead and watch the YouTube videos. And it's just, you know, you're the first person that I actually started watching. And then that's, you know, I, I got on to, you know, Jerry, Jerry Norton, uh, mm -hmm. you know, his YouTube channel, some other small YouTube channels as well, too. But you you were the first person that presented real estate wholesaling to me. Man, Hassan, I am, so, dude, I am so honored, dude. Thank you so much, man. So, now, Hassan, so, so what were you currently doing um at that time? Um, I was working as a medical interpreter at a clinic. So I would work every single day from like eight to five, okay. um, Monday through Friday. Um, so I, you know, when I first got into wholesaling, I was like, I was mainly working on educating myself on the topic, you know, sure. watching videos first, first understanding what the basics of, you know, real estate wholesaling is, and then just kind of, you know, watching videos on each topics, how to, you know, get, you know, leads and, you know, different way, different type of ways to get leads, you know, jogging for dollars, prop streams, buying lists and stuff like that you know, getting, you know, what's it called? Skip tracing leads, um, you know, calling people, how to talk to people, um, you know, how to negotiate with people. Initially watching you live negotiate with other people is initially how I got this deal. So we'll get into that a little bit after that, but that's, you know, negotiating, you know, negotiating with people, finding buyers. Once I was able to, you know, watch videos on each particular topic and I was like, you know what, I can start doing this. That's when I started getting prop stream, um, you know, driving for dollars. I would, I was working full-time at the time as well too. You know, when I got this deal, I was working full-time as well too. I just, you know, I quit my job right after I closed my deal, like, you know, a couple of days after right. I was working full-time. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, doing my full-time tasks at, at, at my job. And then I was doing my wholesaling on the side and then I still had family and all that stuff but you know it was just juggling juggling that as well too but the one thing that kind of made it easier for me was um as an interpreter you have like a station that you sit at and stuff like that so you're not on call 24 7 or like you know every single time when you're at, when you're at work um so you're just you know you have a little pager where they just call you to a room number and stuff like that so in between patients i would be on my everybody has a laptop there so i would be on my laptop and i'd be you know searching you know wholesaling this you know doing that and just doing most of my um, you know, my research at, at, at my job and still getting paid to do the work and stuff like that. So, yeah. Nice, bro. Dude, I love the hustle, man. There's, there's, there's no excuse. I love the hustle. No so now, Hassan, let's yeah. talk about um, your first deal and obviously walk us through it, man. Like, how do you found the seller? How do you negotiate and, and, and all that, dude? So, you know, okay. I work Monday through Friday. Sometimes I get Fridays off. So I would cold call every single day after I got off my work at five, you know, I'd live, I don't live too far away from my job. I, it's like walking distance. Right. So I would walk home, take me about five minutes, get home, 
Um, you know, and then I'd get on my computer. I had a dialer, so I would call from 5.15 to like 7.30 every single day. And then I would call, so if I had Fridays off, I, I would call the entire day on Fridays. And then, you know, Saturdays we were usually off the whole time as well too. So, I mean, everybody's off on Saturdays. And then I would call every, all day, you know, Saturdays from 9 a.m. in the morning to around six. Woo! This day, what happened was, it was a Saturday morning. I remember this like it was yesterday. Um, you know, I was just going through my prospects, calling people, um, you know, not a lot of people were picking up and stuff like that, but I was leaving messages and I had the seller, this person that, you know, initially got my first deal with, she, I called her, I left her a message. She called me back a couple hours after she said, Hey, I just got your message. It's like one of those like pre-recorded uh, voicemails. You just yeah. send people, you know, Hey, I'm interested in buying your house. Give me a call back at this and this and this. She said, Hey, I got your number. Um, I have five properties in this city that I am interested in selling. I'm not interested in selling all of them, but it's getting hard for me to manage all of them at one time. So, um, you know, I am interested in selling maybe one, maybe two properties. What are you interested in? Um, you know, and I was like, okay, I went, I, I got her um, address. I, I put that in prop stream. I saw that she owns five properties. I was just looking at it. Um, I saw the one that was, they're all just in the same area. So she said right now she wants to sell this particular property first. It was kind of like far away from the other properties. And she said that she just wants to get rid of that property first. And then she kind of wants to get rid of the other properties. So she said, this is the address, you know, go do your due diligence, you know, go run your numbers and get back to me with an offer. Um, yeah. Nice dude. Okay. So when she, now, um, Hassan, when did you initially start learning about wholesaling? Uh, May of 2021. May of 2021. And when did you initially, so, and then when did you get your first deal on the contract? Um, the day before, the day after I, I called my first, the day after I called the lady. So, um, it was 12, 12 of 2021. Okay. So December, December. Yes. I've had okay. two that fell through before that I got right. under contract numbers didn't work, stuff like that, but that was my first. Yep. Gotcha. And the reason I asked this is I yep. want, I want people to understand that this doesn't happen in 30 days. No. It doesn't happen in 60 days. Now, listen, can it happen in 30 days? Yes, I have seen people have done it in 30 days. It's all depending on, you know, how fast of a learner you are, what kind of market you're in, and how much education, how much time do you get, do you put into it, right? Because the more time, the more you can spend on cold calling, maybe you are already good at sellings because you work, um, you know, you, you work for a company that, that that actually sells and you don't have to negotiate and all that. So maybe your chance of getting a prop in a contract could be a lot better, you know, faster than someone else that doesn't have the sales skills or experience or anything like that. Or maybe they don't have a construction background or experience and you do. So but I want you guys to understand that it doesn't happen overnight if you just keep going. All right. And just put in the work like eventually you will close your first deal. It's just a matter of time. Um, and things can get rough. So starting in May, didn't close into December. Got you, okay? So the when contract were... was signed in December, but it closed in February. Oh wow, okay. So yeah. why such a long closing? Um, so I got the what happened was this property was not like you know every other property it was proper. This property was kind of different. Not a lot of people were interested in this property. Okay. But the day um, you know I I called the seller on twelve twelve, no twelve eleven. We talked. She said, meet me by the property on Sunday. She was off from work. She, she has a job as well, too. She said, I'm off from work on Sunday. You can meet me by the property. You can take a look. That's when, you know, I took my con my, 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 my purchase and sell contracts, all that stuff. I was like, hey, if I get an offer accepted, I'm going to make sure she signs a contract then and there. I don't want to send anything through email or any of that stuff and have that blow away. I'm going to get her to sign right there. I came into the property. I looked at it. I took some pictures. 
Um, I know the property because I did my numbers. The property had an ARV of 115. Okay. Um, she was initially, how much? What's she was asking for? She was actually she at first she was asking for 70, 79.5. Dang. Okay. So she was asking for 79.5. Um, and then you know we were negotiating back and forth. And then I told her she's never, you know, she's never because her husband just passed away and her husband used to manage all the properties and all that I stuff. See. And he would deal with any interested buyers that would buy the properties. She was never really into this stuff. But I said, hey, you know, I'm going to make this easy for you. I'm going to pay you all cash. I'm not going to do any financing. Um, and she said, OK, that's very good. That's very good because, you know, financing, you know, it takes a long time and stuff like that. I want to get the most out of, you know, since I'm not going to be paid a whole bunch of money I've, in the beginning, I want to get some money. But, you know, she says, you know, if you can if you can do cash, I can come down to, um, you know, like like sixty nine. She, she dropped ten thousand. Okay. Um, you know, if you're doing all cash, I also said, hey, I have, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I can be able to close in two to three weeks. I don't usually do this for most properties, but you know, to give you cash, I'm going to throw in a th two to three week closing. I'm going to also do that for you. Something else I can do for you is the lady, her house is really clean, but she had like a, she had like an attic where she had a whole bunch of stuff, like a whole bunch of junk. And then she had a big garage outside where that was, that stuff was full of garbage. And I said, you know, get in there, take all the stuff you need, get out and leave the rest to me. I've got people that I work with that own tow trucks and stuff like that, or, you know, one of those garbage trucks, they'll come in, they'll take that stuff. Either I'll take it or you can just give it to me or I'll just donate it to some, you know, charity okay. or something. So she said, okay, you know, you're a really good person. That's very nice. Um, you know, that would make things easier for me. Um, I was like, what is the best price you can do for me at 69? I cannot make this work. You know, it's going to take me a lot to repair this property. Labor is up. Materials is up. She initially went down to, I believe, fifty nine, nine. Dang. Okay, yeah, so you get her 59. roughly drop about ten thousand. Okay, each time. About 10, each time ten thousand. Yeah, and this I is negotiating. We, we were at the property for like two hours, just looking at the property, negotiating <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so uh, you know, we went down. She went down to fifty nine nine. That's how much I initially got the contract for. Okay, and. The city that I was doing this wholesaling in, it's kind of a weird city. It's not like a huge city, but it's, I mean, it, it is a mid-sized city, but it's not like a big city. Like, you know, for example, like Atlanta, Georgia, where there's like a whole sure. bunch of buyers and stuff like that. So it was really, the buyer part was really hard because it was hard for me to find buyers. I so see. first thing Wait, I did was. So I, I, I'm sorry uh, to cut you off, uh, Hassan, yes. but let me ask you. When she, when you ask her those negotiating questions, man, I love it, dude. Yeah. Now, how did you, you got her down to 59.9. Now, yeah. did you initially make her an offer or did you just accept? I, 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 I did not make her an offer. I said, Hey, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to throw the number out at first. Like you taught me, um, you know, I said, Hey, what are you looking to get for the property? Cool. Correct. But I'm saying after she came down to 59.9, yeah. yes. Yes. did you say, uh, would you, would you do this? Like, did you throw back a counter? No, I, when she came, when she went, when she was at 79, nine and I, when she came down 69, nine, I said, Hey, I can't do 69. You're going to have to come a little bit lower than that. I didn't throw her a number yet. Ah, I don't know okay. if she was going to go from 69 to 30. I don't want to Correct. limit my, you know, my, her coming down. So I said, no, no, Hey, no. 69. Correct. But I'm asking you is that yeah. after you ask her, got her down to 59, nine. Yes. You, you just said, okay. Do you just say, okay, I can make that work? Or did no. you throw through her a number? 
I didn't throw her a number. I, 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 you know, I, I, I quiet down a little bit. I looked at some numbers. I went on my, you know, I had some scratch paper. Sure. I did some numbers. I said, even at 59, it's going to be tight, but I can make this work. I if see. you can, if you can, you know, sign the agreement today, I can send this to the title company at 59. It's still going to be tough, but you came all the way from 79 and I have to respect that. And, you know, I don't want you to keep going all the way down. Sure. But if you can sign this today, you know, tomorrow is Monday. I'm going to send this to, to my agreement, my, my title company, and we'll close in three weeks. And she was so happy about that. Gotcha. She, I, you know, I already had the paper filled out, except for I the gotcha. price and except for her signature. I had everything filled out. My name, the legal description, the address, her name, all that stuff. out. I just needed her signature and the nice. price. Out so for those of you, um, when you go and you actually meet the seller, like let's say you don't know how to close them over the phone, right? And, 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 and being able to close them over the phone, gosh, if you can do that, you're taking wholesaling to the next level. But let's say you go out, you meet the seller at the property. Always make sure you bring a contract with you. All right. Always make sure you bring a contract with you because when you don't and then you drive off and then you call them back, you meet them to sign. Sometimes I'm telling you, right? Like they get in it that you got the rapport, you got everything going. And then you'll be like, dude, it's it might sound like common sense, but I've seen people that go to, um, to, to, to property without a contract and then walk away. And then came back and then they never even signed the contract because maybe some other investor came in. So always make sure you are prepared when you decide to go meet the seller. So Hassan, typically what I do, man, if I go meet the seller and the seller would say, okay, well, 59.9, here's what I do, man. Okay. I, I don't go meet seller anymore, but before that I do go meet. And that's what I do. I said, Hassan, could you hold for a second? Do, like, do you mind if I make a quick phone call to my partners? I just want to run the, the number across them really quick and see if this works. And I, and I always, man, you always want to come back with a counter. So I always come back and say, man, Hassan, uh, 59.9. Uh, gosh. It's, oh, I lost him. Oh, boy. Okay. So um, I, I would always come back. Um, Hassan's going to try to jump back on here, but I would always come back and I would say, Hey, you know what? Uh, 59, like I would always come back with the counter and say, well, Hassan, would you consider if I, if I know that the seller already came down a lot already and I, and I don't want to push them to the point where they are upset. I typically know my limit, right. Of how far I can push them after I talk to them and built the rapport. I typically comes in, man. And, um, I, I, this in this case, I would say, uh, gosh, I mean, would you do 49.9? I would have tried to ask for another, I would try to ask for another 10,000 off. I would say, would you go for 49.9? And the worst case is that she said no. And then you'll be like, okay, well, what can you do? And then she's probably going to come down a little bit. And then maybe you guys will meet in the middle. Maybe you could have got this under contract for 55, 55,000. So I, I would always come back uh, with a counter offer. And, um, and I, I would always blame it on my partner. So in case talk to your partner and boom, and that way you guys are not negotiating against each other, but you're on her side as well. When you negotiate, because you may be like, Hey, let me talk to my partner or let me talk to my team manager, whatever it is that you want, um, that third person to be. Okay. Now let's talk about how did you found the buyer, dude? So I got the property on a contract on Sunday, Monday yep. morning. I had work. I posted the property on every single group chat that I could on Facebook. Okay. Um, you know, all the wholesaling group chats, some investor group chats, all that stuff. After two to three days, I got nobody that would bite. I had people that said that they were interested. 
I, they said, Hey, de- send me the details. So I would send them the numbers and stuff like that. They said that they just couldn't work with that. So initially from that, from that point, when I was doing that, I didn't know that this property wouldn't work for a flipper, but it would work best for a landlord. It didn't need, it didn't need too much repairs. Need maybe about 10,000, maybe possibly 15, sure. but this would, you know, be a good bracket for a landlord, uh, you know, okay. investor. So, and I was reaching out to flippers mm. and I, you know, and I was like, you know, that sh- I shouldn't, you know, I had a friend of mine, I reached out to a friend of mine that lives here with me and he does real estate wholesaling as well too. And I said, Hey, you know, I'm having this problem. What do you think I should do? And he said, you need to reach out to landlord buyers. So he said, you don't need to find a cash buyer for this property. You need to find a person that's going to live in this property. That's the first advice he gave me. He said, you should find a person that's going to actually buy this property from you, do some minimal, you know, minimal work, and then actually live in this property. And then I went on Facebook marketplace. I posted the property, the pictures, everything except for the address. And I had a whole bunch of people contact me. Mm. Most of those people were like, Hey, you know, can you do financing? I was like, no, I can't do financing. But I had a lot of people that said they were going to come out to the property and offer me, give me a cash offer. So what I did was instead of meeting all those people individually, because I was working full time as well too. So I just, I didn't, I didn't really have the time to go out and meet these people. Um, so I said, Hey, you know, Saturday at 1 PM, I was off from work. There's going to be an open house. If anybody wants to come in, look at the property, give me an offer. This is your only chance. I, I, I told that to everybody that messaged me. So Saturday came around. I had about 12, 15 people that came down to the property. Wow. Before that, you know, because it took me a while to find a buyer because I went over the two to three weeks that I promised the seller that we would close. And she said, hey, what's going on? And I just said, I just said, hey, you know, I'm just, you know, I got my money tied up in another property right now. We're just, I'm selling that property right now. So I haven't had, I, I don't have any cash to give you right now, but I'm working on it. Just give me some time. And initially the first contract that me and the seller had expired because, you know, it was only, it was only for 30 days. So I had to get her to sign another contract. And, you know, at, at that time I was building report with the seller. I was, you know, contacting her every single day. She didn't live too far away from the house that I lived in. So I would go, I'd, I'd see her every single day. Um, she had some issues with her marriage license and stuff like that. So I was helping her, you know, fill out the application for that, she, you know, taking her to the clerk house and stuff like that. So I was really helping her out. And she was like, you know, this is a really good guy. I'm going to give him some time. He's going to get the funds ready and we're going to close. Um, initially, you know, I had, I had an open house. A lot of people came through. Everybody was looking at the property. I had out of the 15 people that came 12 to 15 people that came, I had like four or five people that gave me an actual offer, a cash offer that I was looking for. I had some other people that gave me, you know, finance options. I said, Hey, we'll give you 10,000 now and we'll pay this and this. I was like, no, I can't do that. But I actually had four or five people that said, Hey, we'll pay you this and this and this. Um, I had the property under contract at that time for 59, nine. Okay. I had a person, the first person that the first two people said, they would, it was, it was husband and wife. They said they would pay me 65, five. Okay. That was my first offer that I got. So I was like, okay, so this is good because I'm actually getting a good offer right now. That's, you know, six, what? 6,000, 5,500. Yep. 5, that's good money right there. But yep. I was like, maybe I could make more. Okay. And the reason why I had the open house all at the same time was because I wanted to make it look like that. You know, a lot of people wanted this property make competition wow. and, you know, make sure that, you know, people actually give me a good offer. So, I had other people give me offers below what I had, what I had, you know, under contract. I had a guy that said he was going to give me 55. I was like, that's not going to work. Um, I never told him that. I just said, Hey, you know, give me your first and last name, your offer. And I'll give you a call back. I was not going to stress about it. I'm not, you know, and I was, I'm going to call you back if your offer is accepted. Um, and then I had my final guy, he came in, he said, Hey, what's your highest offer right now? I said, I can't tell you what my high, highest offer is. 
look at the property. If you're happy, come back to me. Give me your first and last name, your number, and an offer. He looks at the property. Five, 10 minutes, he comes back. He says, I will do 70. He'll give me exactly 70. Okay. And then I said, okay. So I said, I'm not going to tell you if your highest, your offer was the highest. I'm not going to say if it's not, I'm going to just write down your number, your offer. And then I'm going to go talk with the seller. If we decide to accept this offer, you'll get, I'll, you'll, I'll hear, you'll, you'll hear, you'll hear back from me, you know, by tomorrow morning. And the guy says, he was, he's a local contractor. The guy says, if I give you an extra $3,000, would you just give me the deal right now? He literally just looks at me and that's what he says. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to, you know, create a lot of excitement and be like, oh, yes, you know, I, sure. I made it look like I was getting a whole bunch of offers way better than him. Right. And I said, you know what, for $3,000, it would save me. A, I'm not, I would save me a whole bunch of time showing people properties and saying here, and let me remind you, this is in the Midwest and this was January where it was cold, oh, snowing, okay. cold. And I was like, I don't want to be outside. I don't want to be in this property that has no AC, no nothing. I want to yep. be out. But if you, and he says, I'll go from 70 to 73. That's how much I'll, that's, I'll give you $73,000 for this property if we sign today. Boom. I had my assignment contract with me just like I had my agreement with me, the, my sales agreement with me when I came to the sub. Because I said, you know, if I can't find a person that wants to buy this property from me at an open house, I just can't sell this property. So I had my assignment agreement with me. He said, hey, um, let me go ahead and talk to my wife real quick. I think the reason why he was doing that was because he couldn't sign any properties. Maybe he was like an illegal immigrant or sure. something like that. Sure. But he said he was going to have the wife sign the contract and she would fund the property. Or we would sure. both fund the property. Sure. And then he said, can we meet tomorrow at the property? And I'm going to, I'm going to show her too, but we're very interested. So next day was Sunday. I was like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm free tomorrow. And he said, you know, we'll meet you back same time, one o'clock. The husband, their kids, and the guy came back, and the wife and the husband and their kids came to the property. They looked at it. They said, for 73, we'll take it. The, the, the lady, the wife signed the contract, and um, I think there's like a one mistake that I made was on the first line of my uh, assignment agreement, it says, you know, assignment fee blank, and that's where I put my assignment fee. What I should have done is, what I did was I, I put the assignment fee before they signed, so I put, you know, cause I was going to make $13,100. So I, right. I did 13,100 and they started asking me this question. They said, is that the closing costs? Is that the fees? What is, what, what's this $13,000 for? And I just said, you know, I find properties just like this for many people. I sell them to investors. Um, you know, I'm working directly. I told them that I have this property under contract. I couldn't buy this property because I couldn't secure the funds. Now I'm giving you my rights to the property. And I had to spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes explaining that to them or they would have backed out. Right. And I was like, you know, what? when I went back home, initially, you know, after they they, they they did sign the contract initially. But when I went, you know, when I went back to my car, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I would have just left that blank, had them yep. sign. And then when, when I went back to my car, just put in my 13,000, they would have, you know, not known, yep. you know, what it was. But I had to spend, you know, 20 minutes explaining that this is how it goes. You guys are going to be buying the property. I'm not going to. And they thought I was going to be on the name of the property or some, something like that. But I said, I don't I'm not going to own the property once you guys pay for it. It's going to go from the seller to you guys and then, you know, all that stuff. And then they, they finally did sign. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to put the amount on there. I'm going to wait till they uh, sign. And then I'll just go back to my car or go back home and just put it in before I send it to the attorney. Boom. Dude, love it, man. Congrats. So, um, you know, my, my whole thing with buyer, because sometimes buyers also want to know, for those of you, I don't know what, what contract you use, Hassan, but for those that are watching this, dude, let me treat you to something. All right, shoot me a text, 
to that number or just send me a DM on Twitter. All right, I'll send you um, the contract completely for free. So in my wholesaling contract, you don't put your assignment amount, but you put the purchase price. So you put whatever price that you assign over to them for. Okay. So you got the property in the contract for $59,900. You can just write right on the contract that they are going to buy for $73,000. And then the title company, what they do is that they will they, they see the difference, and then that's that's what they cut the check to you for. Okay? That's good. I need I need oh. to get I need to get that. Yeah, sure. Definitely. If you want a contract, just shoot me a text over to 12026208076. But I do want to point this out is that earlier in the video, Hassan pointed out that he pulled a list. And I think a lot of you have been asking me, so Kong, you know, I don't want to drive for dollars, you know, it's something I can do from home or maybe something I can do anywhere. Yes. All you need to do is go to this website, which is PropStream, but this is my affiliate link with PropStreams. You get a seven days free trial with them. You go there and you pull a list of distressed property. Now, Hassan, what list did you pull from that website, man? I had a whole bunch of lists. So I had um, absentee owner. I had a tired landlord. I had owner occupied. But initially, this deal came from a tired landlord. Got you. So you guys can go on there. You guys can pull the list. You can pull the list completely for free. After the seven days, if you like it, you can continue with them. If you don't like it, you can disconnect. But I'm giving you the opportunities to go check them out, get a 70s free trial with my link, and uh, there you go. Yeah. So Hassan, after all, after all the the deal, you know, I, I, after going through the whole thing, man, what are some what are some lesson or tips or feedback that you can give to you know people that's just merging into um, wholesaling, man? So right after something that I've learned that's really useful. I mean, this deal was like stressing for me because it was my first yeah. deal. I was making, I was, you know, I had to keep in contact with the seller every single day, you know, updating on how I got the paper to the attorney. They're working on it, all that stuff. I had to let the buyer know that they're working on it and they have to pay an arranged payment. This was like very stressful because I had to be in between the, the attorney, the seller, the attorney, the buyer, you know, working full-time as well too. So I was like, you know what, if I make one wrong move, I'm going to lose my, I'm going to lose this deal. And, but one thing I, I learned from this is, you know, a lot of people, I, what I've seen is a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll get the hype of, you know, they'll, they'll hear that people are making, you know, a whole bunch of money from this and everybody will say, you know, 30 days or 60 days or, you know, two weeks and they put their expectations or they, they, they align their expectations with, mm -hmm. you know, if I don't, if I'm going to make 30, I'm going to make, you know, $30,000 in 30 days. That's not how it's going to work. Just like, you know, Kong explained in the beginning, it is possible, but it, you know, it's going to take a lot of, a lot of skills for you to do that. And if you're a brand new wholesaler that has no knowledge of real estate, your chances are even, you know, um, your chances are even, um, you know, less than your chances are very slim. That's what I'm mm. trying to say. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You can't just go in without any sales knowledge or any real estate knowledge and none of that stuff or any cold calling, you know, negotiation. That's a big part of the job. If you don't have none of that stuff and you try to do wholesaling for 30 days and you, you want to get, you know, a check for 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, that's not going to work, especially even if you have a full-time job as well too. Mm. So that's one misconception that I want to tell people. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that you can just get rich off real quick. It's a process. You know, you, you got to first educate yourself. You got to first, it's a step-by-step -step thing. Learn how to find sellers, how to locate them, learn how to talk to them, learn how to negotiate with them and just come off as a confident person. You don't, when you get off, when you get on, when you get on, get on, get on the phone, you don't make, you don't have to seem like, you know, you're new to this business or any of that stuff. You don't need to let them know that, um, you know, all you're there is you're, you, you, you know, all you have to do is just help these people. Just tell them, hey, I'm buying properties in the, in the neighborhood. You found, you have a property that I am interested in buying. Let me make you a cash offer for your property. I'm going to buy this off. I'm going to buy this property off you just like anybody else would. And it's, it's a done deal. 
nothing about even if you you seem like a young person if you're confident on the phone and when you meet with the seller and you're confident with them and you know what you're talking about they won't even bat an eye at you even if you're like you know True. three feet you just got to know what you're talking about and you just got to seem confident that's it i love it bro dude i love it man so yeah i mean i you know i think there's someone that said it you know people people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year but underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. Yeah. And when you set your expectations like too high, what I mean by that is, you know, you hear just like Hassan said, you hear people doing this and then you trying to set your expectation to that. Like having a target is great, but just understand that it takes time, right? Especially when you get into something new and you don't know anything, like you don't know the construction background, you have no connections, you have no mentor, you got no coaching, like you have nobody to run to and ask beside YouTube, right? So it, it's going to take you some time. So I want you guys to understand that this is not a get rich quick. This is not something hope happen overnight. But once you have built a skill set, once you know how to wholesale, once you can do it once, my friend, you have the skill set to go out and duplicate and do this again and again and again for the rest of your life. And guess what? You can teach your friends, your family, other people to do what you do so they can too become financially free. And that's the reason why I created so you know the YouTube channel, being on social media, because I want to see people right build up their skill set and can depend on yourself, not a J-O, the B. All right. Yeah. So Anyways, for those of you, if YouTube, if watching YouTube is not enough for you, um, if you want to learn more, go to WTMFam.com. I created a masterclass where I break down this process of wholesaling for you. All right. So that way you can kind of learn and know what wholesaling is about. And hopefully it will add some value to you. But I break down the entire process, making it much more simpler for you. So go to WTMFam.com. It's a free masterclass um, that I run. So Anyway, Hassan, how do people connect with you, man? I am on Instagram at nice. underscore, you know, I am Hassan Q. So just, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, if you need any help with, you know, guidance and stuff like that. Um, I had some people that helped me out that were on this channel just like this. And they, Love you it. know, I was watching the videos and they said, you know, they can reach me at this and this and this. And I would reach out to them and they were able to help me out as well, too. So I just want to give back just like they did. So I am Hassan Q on Instagram. Hassan, I love it, man. And I'll put Hassan um, um, username or name uh, in the description. So you're going to go check it out. And once again, you know, um, I am launching my own NFT project in April, but you can go onto my Discord channel. I'm open up the network completely for free. 18,000 member on there already. Super active community. Just like Hassan said, if you want to learn how to wholesale real estate, I'm telling you, it's a community you need to be in and you need to start surrounding yourself with. If you want to tr learn how to trade stocks, it's not my it's not my field, but I got people on there that are making six figure a year doing that. We got people from crypto trading crypto, you know, metaverse, obviously. Um, so if, if you want to learn how to make some extra money, learning some little other side hustle that you want to bring on, just go on to tmcnftproject.com, completely free networking. You don't have to buy anything. I'm opening up the network for you completed for free. So I look forward to seeing you on there. And Hassan, once again, man, thank you so much for jumping on and to do this. Thank I appreciate you. it, man. Thank you so much, man. Take care, bro. Good luck with everything and uh, wish you much success, dude. Thank you, man. You too. Yep.